Hey, the way I look at my life is this way. Number one, I have been called to be the temple of the living God. And then number two, how is it going to honor God in what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to drink or what I'm going to do? How does it bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ? And then if it does, I'll do it. But if it doesn't, I don't want to do it. Because I don't want to be brought into the bondage of anything in my life. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Continuing our series in 1 Corinthians, Raul will share helpful guidance for balancing obedience to God's will with your personal freedom in Christ. Stay tuned to see that ultimately all of your choices need to be grounded in love, first for God, then for others whose spiritual journeys might be impacted by the witness of your life. Here's Raul Reese with the message, Christian Liberty. This evening, we're going to be dealing with a topic, liberty. Uh, Paul the Apostle uses chapter 8 of Corinthians. In chapter 8, he's going to be dealing now with uh, answering some questions. We did uh, last week, chapter 7, concerning marriage. But uh, tonight, now what he's going to do, he's actually changing the subject. And he's coming to the place uh, asking, can Christians eat meat that has been sacrificed to idols? Now... I don't think that that's a problem today. We're not living in that kind of culture any longer. But there are some countries that still have this problem. But at the same time, when you think of our own country and the times that we're living in today in the 21st century, Christian liberty is pretty needful for the body of Christ because there are so many people that can become really uh, people that judge people constantly. Uh, should a Christian go to a movie? Uh, can a Christian go to the beach? I mean, there are people and there are churches that don't believe that you should go to the beach or wear a bathing suit or wear your dress a certain height or whatever it may be or a hairstyle. I mean, these things are still realistic in some churches. And then you have other, you know, issues and topics that you need to deal with as a child of God. And that is, can a Christian drink? And how much he should drink? Can a Christian smoke? Is it okay? Is it a sin to smoke? Is it a sin to drink? Is it a sin to go to the movies? Is it a sin to wear shorts? I mean, these are issues that people constantly are struggling with every day of their lives. And yet Paul, it's so clear when it comes to this great question that he's going to ask. Because what he does in chapter 8, beginning with verse 1, through six, he's going to be dealing with the knowledge that each one of us may have. Now, there are people here that probably have been in the Lord one or two or three days old, or maybe a week or two weeks old, some a couple of months, some a couple of years, some 20, 30 years. And there's a difference. Because those that have been in the Lord a long time, they have a lot of knowledge. Especially if you have been studying the Word of God, you know, God has spoken to you in many, many ways. And you're pretty knowledgeable concerning the Word of God. Uh, for example, you have a, a young believer 
that just came out of the world. And uh, he thinks that it's okay to continue to drink. To have a Bud Light. Every day. Or every week. Whatever. And he really doesn't feel guilty. But then you have another person that is a believer and sees him drinking. But he doesn't know that he's a young believer. And immediately what do we do? We begin to condemn that person. Because maybe we don't have that freedom in Christ to drink a beer. So what do we do? We try to condemn or we try to put the law of God upon them. And now we become legalist in our relationship with God. I think that we have to be so careful when it comes to our liberties because if God has not only spoken to your heart and are we allowed to go to the movies, well, my question would be to you, uh, no matter how much liberty you have, what are you watching? Because if someone sees you at the movie theater and it's rated R, and maybe they're not believers, and they watch you come out of that movie and there was nudity and there was sexual things going on and stuff like that, and they see you outside and they go, hey, don't you go to Calvary Chapel? You feel like that, well, start mumbling. But at the same time, what are you doing? Maybe you know what's right and wrong. And maybe through you being there at that place where it's not lawful for you to be there, but you went anyways, what are you doing now? You're making a person stumble in what you're doing. Because they actually thought you were a believer, you know, they held you in high esteem. I think we have to be so careful in what we do as Christians. There are no rules and regulations in the Christian life. The Word of God is the key. What does the Bible say? We always hear Billy Graham say that. What does the Bible say? The Bible says, and they'll give you the Scriptures. Because men always can define and make their own rules and regulations and always to benefit yourself. Not others. And so that's where you have to really be careful. Look what Paul says beginning with chapter 8 verse 1. He says, Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge, but knowledge puffs up. But love builds up. Now culturally, the Corinthians were not only carnal people, they had a problem with carnality. But you have to remember too that the Corinthian church had a temple that worshipped Aphroditus and they had a thousand prostitutes that came down every night to the city to seduce non-believers and Christians. That's what they did. It's part of their worship. But then also Athens or Corinth had a beautiful city and they had a marketplace. And at the marketplace, let's say you go down to the marketplace, you're going to go buy things for your home, and you're shopping around, and all of a sudden you go to the meat market, and here's the butcher, and there's some nice steaks that are there, and you like them, and you want to buy them, and you want to eat them. But what you don't know is that these steaks came from the temple of Aphrodite, and they have been sacrificed to other gods, to idols. Now as a Christian, do I have the legal right and the liberty to eat this meat without any condemnation? Well, the answer is yes. 
Why? Because an idol is nothing to a Christian. It's just meat. But, let's say that I invite you over to dinner over my house. And I got all these nice steaks and I'm going to serve you a steak. And all of a sudden, I put this beautiful steak in front of you. And you're looking at it and you're going, mm-hmm, that is so good. But you say, excuse me, before I eat this steak, I want to ask you a question. Was this meat offered down at the temple of Aphrodite's? And it was offered to idols. And I say, well, yep, I bought it there. Well, sorry, I can't eat it. Because then I'll stumble. And for love's sake, I say, don't worry about it. I got sushi. Don't worry about it. (laughs) We can eat something else. I guess you get the point. We don't want to do something that is going to stumble somebody else. Where maybe I have the freedom to drink a cup of wine, eat a steak, potatoes, and vegetables, where maybe other people don't have that freedom in their lives. And if we do that, we make them stumble, and we stumble ourselves. We have to be careful. If I want to drink a Bud Light, I'll drink two, three Bud Lights, and that doesn't really matter to me. I don't drink, by the way. So don't go out here saying that I drink three Bud Lights a day. (laughs) I don't drink. But let's say that I have to, I mean, I have all the right to drink or to smoke or to do whatever I want to want because I'm free agent. I can do whatever I want to do. But then you would ask me, well, why don't you do it? Is it because you're too religious? That's what non-believers would say. Are you too of a goody person? You're too holy? No, I'm not that holy. <laughs> but the problem is that I, number one, I don't need it. And number two, this is the temple of the living God. And I want to be careful in what I put into my temple. And at the same time, I don't want to make anybody stumble in my life. Why? Because of love. Love is the key to everything we do. How much do you love me? How much do you love that person? How much do you love whoever it is? And whenever you come to a situation in your life, whether it be eating or drinking or whatever it may be, hey, the way I look at my life is this way. Number one, I have been called to be the temple of the living God. And then number two, how is it going to honor God in what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to drink or what I'm going to do? How does it bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ? And then if it does, I'll do it. But if it doesn't, I don't want to do it. Why? Because I don't want to be brought into the bondage of anything in my life. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. It's such an encouragement when we get feedback on these programs. Recently, a listener wrote in and said, My family and I have listened to your radio program on our local station for a couple of years now. While on vacation last year in Southern California, we were able to attend one of your services. We also appreciate your online resources. They are a great ministry to us. I listen to the online programs while exercising and biking or in the evening when I miss the daily program at 4.30. I often reference your great teachings to my wife and three daughters by saying, Pastor Rawl said today, your teachings are Holy Spirit inspired and are a great blessing to us up here in Washington State. 
Well, this letter is a great blessing to us as well. Thanks so much for taking time to write. We'd love to hear from others who've been helped in some way by this ministry. Our mailing address is Somebody Loves Your Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Or you can call us at 800-634-9165. The resources mentioned by this listener are a real means of ministry for so many people. From the Somebody Loves You radio program podcast to the Straight Talk feature on Rawls' YouTube channel to the daily devotional emails, each is designed to help you grow in your faithfulness as a follower of Jesus. Now let's continue with the final segment of today's message, Christian Liberty. I told you the story that years ago, when I first became a Christian, I used to love to watch martial art movies especially Bruce Lee. And I used to man, I used to feed off of that, and I found out that the more violence I would watch, the more violent I would want to be. And the Lord ministered to my heart, not that I can't watch movies, you know, or you see a martial art movie, but the Lord ministered to me that that kind of a thing, violence, was feeding my spirit and feeding my flesh. And it was grieving the Holy Spirit of God. And I would find myself angry at my wife, angry at my children, angry at people. Because that was an area in my life that really stumbled me before I came to Christ. Drinking, never had a problem with it. Drugs, never had a problem with it. Women, yes. Violence, yes. And there's other things within each one of our lives that we have to be careful with. Why? Because what happens is that the enemy, when you come to Christ, the enemy is always trying to rob and to steal and to kill you. That's his ultimate goal. And it's so cool when you come to a place in your life where you can be satisfied in what Christ is doing in your life. And I will not do anything that will bring me into bondage. I don't want to do that. I don't want to make anybody stumble. Why? Because of love's sake. Because of Christ. And that's what Paul's teaching here. We need to be careful what we do. Look at verse 2 what he says. He says, And if anyone thinks that he has known anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. That is the person who thinks he knows the most knows the least. That's what I've learned. The more I study... The more I read, the more information I get, the dumber I become. It's weird. You would think maybe it's old age too, you start forgetting a lot of stuff. But it's pretty amazing that Paul here says, knowledge puff it up. Why? Because so many times there are people that are very knowledgeable and they think they know it all. But they don't have love. You see? There's no love in their lives. So what is the purpose of knowledge without love? Nothing. Love is the greatest thing in the child of God's life. Whether he eats or drinks or whatever he does in Jesus Christ, we need to look at the love of Christ in our lives and in the life of others. Verse 3, look what he says. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by God himself. Therefore, concerning the eating of things offered to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is no other God but one God. You see? 
Now Paul in another place says, and again we need to understand that a lot of these idols also they were worshiping, they were worshiping demons. And there are idols that are what? That are full of demons. Demons are behind idolatry. In this case, he's saying, hey, an idol is nothing. When you go down to the temple and you know, you look at the meat that is given to the priest and then brought to the meat market and then they cut it up and then they sell it to people to eat it. There is nothing wrong with eating it unless you have a Christian that thinks it's a stumbling block that I will not eat meat. So that I will not make my brother stumble. I'm going to kick back and eat chicken or whatever. (laughs) Verse 5. For even if there are also so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is only one God, the Father, to whom Jesus Christ are all things, we for Him, one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we live. Mark that. Who do you live for? I live for Jesus Christ. I don't live for myself. As a child of God, we have been changed. We used to live for ourselves. I used to live for myself all the time. I didn't care about my wife. I didn't care about my kids. I didn't care about anybody but myself. As long as I was happy. When you come to Jesus Christ, and you get a little bit older, your views begin to change. Your philosophy changes. Paul said, it's no longer I who live it, but Jesus Christ that lives now in me. And when Christ lives in you, you're going to live for other people instead of yourself. Why? Because of the love of Jesus Christ that is in us. I mean, it's so incredible, man, how God just sets you free. Just by listening to His Word. We don't have to be in bondage to anything in our lives. Hey, ask the question again. How is this going to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ? Would Jesus Christ go into this place that I'm going to go into? And would he be at peace? Then you could know. Would he watch it? Would he listen to it? Would he do it? Would he drink it? You see? I think this is so cool because we're not under the law anymore, which means that things that are clean and unclean in the Levitical law where the Jews could not eat pork and other things. Today you could eat frog legs, they could eat frog legs. Your sushi, you could eat sushi if you want to. It's not unclean. Why? Because we're not under the law. Paul says we could eat everything and anything now. You see? Through prayer, he says, we can do that. Then Paul talks about the conscience. Verse 7 through 13. He says, However, there is not in everyone that knowledge for some with consciousness of an idol until now eat it as a thing offered to an idol and their conscience being weak is defiled. You do have people in the body of Christ wherever you go that are weak Christians. They're not as mature as you are. And there are things that are going to make them stumble when they see us do those things. So for love's sake, I will be careful what I do in my behavior. In everything that I do, I have to be careful for love's sake. Then in verse 8, he says, again, look, but food does not commend us to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, nor if we do not eat are we the worse. You see? That doesn't make you more spiritual because you don't eat pork or you eat steak. 
It doesn't matter what you eat. It doesn't make you spiritual. What makes you spiritual is what your relationship to Jesus Christ, and that is being obedient to the Word of God and doing what God says. That brings spirituality through the obedience of Christ Jesus. Not what you eat or drink. Verse 9. But beware, lest somehow this liberty of yours becomes a stumbling block to those who are weak. You see, that's the problem today. There are those that are weak and they will get stumbled by what we eat or whatever we... And of course, here he's talking about eating meat to idols. And we need to be careful that we, because of love, we're going to care enough for the young believer and anyone that is with us that we don't make them stumble. Verse 10. For if anyone sees you who has knowledge eating in an idol's temple... I mean, think about this. Okay, you're a Christian and you go down to a local bar. And you're sitting at the counter. You're drinking a Coke, but they don't know that. But they just see you there. Oh, I saw my brother last night at this place. Well, maybe you feel you have the freedom to go into this bar, sit down and order a Coke. Okay? And drink it. But in the eyes of other people, maybe they don't have that freedom. That when they see you there, whether you drink a beer or a Coke, what's going to happen? You're going to make them stumble. So for love's sake, I won't go to bars anymore. Number one, why? If that was my problem, I have no business being there. Because you're going to stumble sooner or later. It's kind of funny when you have people in the body here. You walk into a restaurant and they're drinking wine. And they see me coming. (laughs) Hey, how you doing, Pastor? Hey, I'm not the Holy Spirit. You shouldn't fear me. I mean, if you feel guilty or I mean, what about God? You should not feel like that around me. Hey, drink your wine. Then you pay the consequences. <laughs> but oh, you see what I'm saying? I mean, and think if it wasn't me or somebody else and they saw you sitting there and they know you go to Calvary Chapel and you're drinking your wine or drinking your beer or whatever you're doing and what is going on, they're watching you and you're making them stumble. That's why Paul says in the book of Romans, he says, if you're going to do something, do it in secret when nobody sees you. Why? Because if you have a brother that is weak and you make him stumble, you could cause him to go away from Jesus Christ and then God will judge you. That's heavy. We have to be careful. Because we can either draw people to Jesus Christ or we can draw people away from Christ. The way we behave, the way we do things. So Paul's giving advice here on how we need to behave. Then again, look what he says in verse 10. For if anyone sees you and have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? And because of your knowledge... Shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died? Notice what he says. You will make that brother backslide and go away from Christ. We can stumble people if we're not careful with our liberties. And instead of drawing them to the cross of Jesus Christ, we're going to draw them away from Jesus Christ. We have to be careful. Then he says again, verse 12, But when... You does sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience. You sin against Christ. Notice, you're not sinning just against your brother. You're sinning against Christ. You're sinning against Jesus. Therefore, 
If food makes my brother stumble, I will never again eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. Notice what Paul said. For love's sake, I will not do anything that is going to cause people to walk away from Jesus Christ. Today, as you consider the influence your life's testimony can have on others, we encourage you to evaluate whether there are any changes you need to make out of love for those around you. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you've joined us late or would like to hear the entire message, we'll send you a complete copy for a donation of $5 or more. Just call us at 800-634-9165 and mention today's teaching, Christian Liberty. We'd also like to tell you about Rawls' insightful four-message audio pack titled, Walking Righteously. This resource will challenge you to fully surrender your will to the Lord in faith that His ways are higher than yours. You'll see that as you learn to follow the Holy Spirit's leading and obey God's direction, you can have a positive, eternal impact on the people around you. So get in touch with us today to purchase Rawls' four-part audio series titled, Walking Righteously. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you this audio collection for a gift of $19 or more. Once again, that's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Thanks for your partnership in helping us reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Every contribution you make is tax-deductible. Next time, we'll continue with more of our study of 1 Corinthians. We'll see that true faith goes beyond mental assent to practical action. We hope you'll join us for a challenge to honor the Lord with a life grounded in kindness, integrity, and self-discipline. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.